and well, you're uh, you're listening to KCU 88.1 FM, and you're in the on deck circle with Adam Rosen and Michael Levitt. Welcome back. We are back from a long summer. We're so excited to have you, Michael. How are you feeling? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good to hear. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of baseball to talk. Um, and yeah, we're just extremely excited to. And yeah, so we've got a lot of baseball topics to talk about, and we've just been we've been ready, we've been waiting for uh, this moment because it's been a long. I mean, it was a good summer. Pretty, it was a pretty good summer. A lot of baseball happened. Well, obviously, had a the fun All Star break. Um, got. All-Star break was fun, um, and just, you know, I've been very happy with the uh, season so far, unless I end up being a Cubs fan, stinks, but go White Sox, so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been, it's been an exciting season, to say the least. That's, A L- yes. lot of exciting baseball going on. And, let's see, so, something, before we get into uh, our real stuff, I have something really funny. If you watched the White Sox game last night, Luis Robert hit a laser double down the left field line. And it bounced into the net on the side because then a White Sox expanded have expanded the nets along the the um, the foul line third ba- the third base foul line for about a year and a half now. <laughs> some fan tried to reach through the net to grab the ball <laughs> for some stupid reason. I laughed way too hard at that, but um, okay. There's my humor for the day. Enjoy. You're welcome. If you didn't laugh, I'm sad. Uh, anyways, so. We got a few things to talk about. So one, we'll start with the record-breaking season. I personally would call it the greatest season of all time by any player, single player. Shohei Otani, unbelievable. I mean, we oh, knew he is. Yeah. yeah. You want to expand? I, I don't. No preference. I mean, he's just—he's incredible to watch. I mean, every every game he plays is just. I mean, you're watching history, basically. I mean, every game he plays, you're watching history because baseball has not seen anyone like this before. Um, I mean, he's he's basically doing what Babe Ruth did, except he's doing it a lot better than Babe Ruth. Honest, I, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people underrate his pitching, to be honest. He's really, I mean, that one start against the Yankees was bad. But then since then, he's been fantastic. He had one little eh, start, <coughs> start against the Orioles. But other than that, he's been ridiculous. I mean, I mean the home run. We well, we could talk about how many home runs he has and how every time he hits a homer, it sounds like he's breaking the sound barrier, hitting it into another dimension or whatever. I mean, oh my goodness, he rips like he ripped a worm. He rips wormholes in the sky when he hits his homers, and it's just all you can do is be in awe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he is so fun to watch and just. I love the way that I feel like baseball's really done a good job pro- doing their best to promote him like they should because he's also just seems like a really good do- guy. I mean, if, obviously he doesn't uh, – I know he has – I think he does have a little bit of language barrier. He has a translator, which is cool, and we should celebrate that. We should celebrate how players are – we have a lot of players internationally. So, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players who, I mean, grew up in in other countries where – English wasn't always the first language. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely, I mean, that's just a part of what baseball is. So yes. the fact that the league is finally recognizing that and trying to promote that, I think it's a really good 
marketing ploy, but also just good for the sport in general. Yeah, and you can be I don't care where you're from, if you want you can you can if you can play baseball, it does not matter your language. You can be the face of baseball no matter what your language you speak is. Ronald Acuna has a I believe has an interpreter translator. Ichiro used one for a long time. Uh, it, it does not matter. And uh uh yeah, just Shohei Otani. I'll get into we can even get more to that later. We're gonna talk some awards later, but he has been so fun to watch and it's just really cool to see this. I mean, every time he does something, it's like the first time in a hundred years, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just insane. But anyways, moving on to unfor- an unfortunately much less much more difficult topic. Uh the Mets have a problem. Like, a huge problem. And I'm not talking on-the-field stuff. I, that is irrelevant when it comes to this. They have, what is this, the third or fourth big scandal they've had in the year? And just this year alone? The Zach Scott's DUI? Yeah, I mean, there's DWI. that. There's Jared Porter. I'm trying to think what. Mickey Calloway. Oh, Calloway, yeah. And yeah, that it just great. comes to, like, the, the question you have to ask is, what is that workplace? How on earth can they fix that? Because it's just a thing. And obviously... I believe Porter's issue came with uh, while he was with the Cubs, but he's gone from there now, and the Cubs have, I don't know what they can really do about it at this point. They should feel responsible, I think, for not, but the Mets also need, need they got to fix their vetting process. And Callaway wasn't with them this season. It was yeah. just stuff that he did while he was with them. Exactly, and he, he they have to, the vetting process they have has got to get better, clearly. They just have, that workplace is toxic, clearly, and it's un, it's it's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, you have, I mean, Cindy Alderson overseeing everything. I mean, that he's done that before. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's he's a well-respected executive around the league. I mean, that's good. It's everything under him that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's great. I think it's just the way that, the way that everything is run under him is basically a mess. Th- that's what the mess is. And clearly, and, Steve, I know Steve Cohen's done some stuff to fix it. I just don't, I, I feel like you don't see enough of it. They need to do a lot to fix that club, that organization. I don't know where that starts. I can't really say where that starts because I have no idea. I don't know. But it's there's a lot of issues in that. That that organization has a lot to work on. Yeah, they're almost in some in in some cases they're almost like the MLB version of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Cleveland Browns had all those executive issues for. I mean. For a while, too. I mean, it's or like, yeah, or like the Washington football team. Yeah, that, they that's had that good whole one. thing. Um, back was it with the Washington Post article? I don't remember when it was, but it was about there. That was at least a few years ago. I though, think. I think, I think yeah. the article was like mid to mid like summer last year, maybe. Okay. All I know is it was a bad. It, we all know that it was bad. Oh yeah. And just disgusting. All I could say is. Yeah. Not only do the Mets, just sports. Sports need to be better. They need to do better. Need to, The fans need to be better in terms of not throwing Skittles at players on the field, which a um, Twins fan apparently did today at Ian Happ. Organizations need to do better in terms of vetting and treating everybody like a human being. And that is all I will say. But That's a good way to think about it. I mean, it, I mean, it is... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it... it Fans can do what can do what they want. I mean, sure, but don't throw skittles but, at people. But no, but even it, if they do, if they do that, it's still 
it's sort of, it goes hand in hand. If the league fixes it, then the fans would probably fix it too. So it goes together. Yeah. If one gets fixed, the other would go with it. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. But. So why would you throw Skittles? Skittles are such a good candy. Just eat them. They're good. But moving on, we have, like we said, we're back from the summer. And we've got a lot to recap that happened over the summer. We got the trade deadline. Maybe we have a moment of silence for the Mets and the Cubs. Or Mets and the Cubs. The Nationals and the Cubs because, wow, that was disappointing. That was just painful, especially as a Cubs fan. But, like, wow. I mean, the Nationals window went open and closed immediately after, almost immediately. I mean. Part of it could be because, I mean, Steven Strasburg's injury issues have been tough. I mean, they lost. Lost Rendon, Soto's been hurt on and off. I mean, they've had issues. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But they are lucky that they did get that one World Series ring. That's true. Yeah. Of course, who cares? You got, you have the thing that everyone else wants. So, and I think they pleased most of America beating the Astros, but, like, eh, whatever. I'm beyond the cheating. I don't care anymore. It happened. What else? Whatever. But, I mean, yeah, it was a... Crazy deadline day. I mean, you could argue it was probably one of the best, de- most ent- entertaining deadlines ever. You could say that, yeah. I mean, one, you get um, the day before, was it the Thursday, I believe, that Anthony Rizzo was traded to the Yankees, even though he, I don't even remember seeing much link to him. I remember it was all the Red Sox links. Um, then you have Javier Baez going to the Mets, back to be with his best friend Lindor from childhood. Um, and then you have Chris Bryant going Closer to home now. He's back in. He's now in uh, San Francisco, which he he's from Vegas. I believe he sold his. I believe yeah. So he lit. He's back out there. Um, I he I know he loves it there. And to me, I will just say this as a Cubs fan as quickly as I can. And that Brian trade hurts just because it feels like that was building up for a long for years because of a false narrative that surrounded him, that was created. I don't know why it was created, but it's that false narrative that he didn't want to be in Chicago or that he never got. He did die and like some big two hundred million dollar extension that he was actually never off, which is false. He never got offered that extension in twenty eighteen or whatever it was. So it that to me just unfortunate just because. He he talked about it. I believe he actually talked about it the week of the deadline. He was affected mentally and emotionally because like all the painful narratives around him. So it's unfortunate, but I know he. I I know he's happy back down in San Francisco. They work hard there and they're doing a great. They're great. Wow. How about the Giants? I thought they were gonna fall off, but nope, they did not. Yeah, they're having an incredible season. I mean, I, I think the one probably the biggest. Trade of the offseason or of the trade deadline oh, yeah. is what you didn't mention. The sh- Max Scherzer and yes. Trey Turner to the Dodgers. I was literally just gonna say, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That 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 one. I'm like, I remember texting you like, oh my god, that's not gonna happen, right? And I'm like, there's no. And then my biggest my thing wasn't just that. And like, did the Padres really lose that? Fa- really lose out on Scherzer and to not just lose out on him, but to their rival. Like that doesn't nearly need his pitching as much. I mean, the Dodgers rotation, without us said a, for, a guy they signed this offseason. I'm not mentioning names. We don't talk about him right now. But um, just like Zach Scott, he's also on administrative leave, as they deserve to be. Correct. 100. percent uh, But no, sure. I mean, wow. What? What? That like? Sheesh. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, Kershaw's been hurt for a bit too. Yeah. I mean, they also traded for Danny Duffy. I think they're using him as a pen guy. Bullpen they guy. will. He's still hurt for the time right. being, though. Um, they, obviously, they have Bueller. They have Urias. They've been using David Price as a starter. Bueller. 
content will be coming later this episode. <laughs> I like Walker Bueller. You all know that. I think, I mean, probably a couple of the the under-the-radar deals from this from trade deadline. Starling Marte to Oakland. Oh, wow. I can't, that has flown under the I hate that. I, I don't like that that flew under the radar because it was a great fit move when it happened, and it's a great move now. Um, especially now with Ramon Laureano being out for the rest of the season with suspension, and I don't know how long it is. I mean, it's 81 I think games, it's 80. So yeah. he'll probably well, miss. He's ineligible for the postseason anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Kimbrel to the White Sox. I think that's a great deal so, for – well, obviously they haven't been used. I, I feel like he could have been better for them, but if they pitch him in the right situations because I believe – a lot of people – I know some people don't like the designated closer role. I sometimes don't, but like – it, there is a mental aspect to pitching in the ninth inning versus the eighth. So pitch Kimbrell in the ninth, where he was arguably the best closer this past entire season. Arguably. Arguably. The other trade I think went under the radar was Willie Adamas to Milwaukee. Even though, yeah, and even though that wasn't at the deadline, they've that, been yeah, like they've won beforehand. they've been like sixty I know somebody tweeted it. They've won so they have been since that trade. Um it, I gotta find it. I know someone tweeted it. It was sixty-one and twenty-nine since trading for Willie Adamas. That's insane. That and is, yeah. Normally, when you think Willie Adamas, he's not an amazing player. He's not a superstar player, but he's been. Oh my God, what he he has done. He's been ridiculous. Oh yeah. Since then. Yeah, he's I mean, been that entire, on fire. He's. I mean, Yelich has not been that good. He's been having. I believe. I think it's just ground balls that he's hitting too many of. But other than that, I mean, that Brewers staff, staff is that Brewers staff kind of reminds me of um, was it the Mets rotation in 2015, where they had I believe so. the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, um, Matt Harvey, um, uh, Zach Wheeler was there, large, attractive uh, Bartolo Colon, Noah Syndergaard, and wasn't Steven Matz the fifth one? Oh, Jacob Degrom oh, too. Degrom too. Sorry, I forgot about him. Jacob Degrom when he had so maybe the flow. Matz wasn't up yet. I don't know. I thought maybe he might. I think he might have been. I know they had Degrom with the the nice flow. Degrom and Syndergaard and Harvey and Wheeler, and wasn't Matt's the fifth guy or was it Cologne? I don't remember. I know they were both on the team though. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that now. I feel like I should know that, especially after I look up. I didn't type the S. Oh, <laughs> um, here we go. 2015 Mets. But Sandy Alderson was still the GM then. I did not know that. Um, he left and then came back, I believe. Right, yes. Yeah, so no, Steven Matz was there. Oh, he was? Okay. John yeah. Neese. Wow. I forgot about Yeah. It's been a while since I've heard that name. Matz, uh, was he in the bullpen? What, he might have been in the bullpen. Because that might have been. I think he, did, he was initially. Can I check their postseason? Pitching. I, why is this not helpful? Ah, it's just annoying. Either way, he like, they were... I mean, that rotation is scary. But there, there's another trade I'm blanking The, the only on. thing, Freddie Peralta's injury could is huge for them, yeah. though. That's, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that's sort of worrying for that is because, I mean, if you have him and you have Woodruff and you have Corbin Burns, more, more on him later. But, um, I mean, those three are incredible. And just, I mean, even... Even missing one of those three, or not having one of those three be as good as they could be, could be huge for this team. 
Yeah. And you know another trade that we kind of, I think we just forgot to talk about? Nelson Cruz to the Rays? Not same division, but yes, that's definitely one of them. Jose Barrios. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, the Twins got a great haul there. And then, obviously, you have the, the yeah, Phillies the getting Yankees, yeah. Yeah. Gibson and Ian Kennedy. I like yeah. that trade for the Phillies. Yeah. Also, the Ian Gomes trade. No, yeah. Yankees getting Andrew Heaney was not, 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 not great. Gallo <sighs> to the Yankees was surprising. Just because he didn't well, seem like a logical fit. He, I think it did. For me, I feel like he did because they needed another lefty bat along with Rizzo. Yeah. And a lefty power bat, and he's an insane fielder. Yeah, that's true. They could, yeah. But, I'm surprised they've been using Judge in center instead of Gallo, though. Because Gallo's yeah, that's a little play, weird. Gallo's played center in the past. I mean, Judge can play any defensive position on the outfield probably, but I'd rather keep him in right. You would think, yeah. But um, I forgot the Braves rebuilt their outfield for the unfortunately injured Ronald Acuna. What a shame yeah. that was to see him. God. That's Four outfielders, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have Jock now, which makes yeah, me very sad. Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and um, they brought Duvall back. Yeah. And who, Solaire. Solaire was the fourth one. That's From right. the Royals. He, he's been ridiculous. Yeah, he actually has been. On, um, but very sad. Much, much sadness with me and my Cubs Jock Peterson jersey. Oof. Tough, tough, tough day. Um. There were some big injuries though. Yeah. The Acu- I mean, unfortunately, the Acuna injury stinks. Yeah. Like, oh, that hurt to see that so much. That really hurt. That was... I would say that's probably the biggest one, yeah. Yeah, that, absolutely. That or, I mean, Trout and DeGrom are big, Although too. Trout was, like, before the—I think Trout was still while we were here, right? Was Trout—Trout Trout early May? So. May? It was, like, later in the May. It might have been mid to late May, but, like, either way, that, that's a huge injury. DeGrom was on pace for the greatest pitch, greatest season by any pitcher ever, and then, well, injuries exist. And Tatis's injury is was big too, most mainly because now they're playing him in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, playing him in the outfield. I mean, they did have they do have extra players for the infield, so that helps. I mean, they can play Cronenworth at short and just leave Frazier at second. Um, yeah. Who we didn't talk about him as a trade guy, but I mean, that was another guy who they got at the trade deadline, and he's actually had been in a bit of a scuffle recently. As far I mean. He's just really been struggling. Um, so I think they've been sitting him a little bit, playing, I want to say, Jerks and Profar a little bit more. Um, but playing Tatis and right, they've used him in center a little bit. I, the reason they're doing that I, is, I think, because um, so he doesn't dislocate his shoulder again. Yeah. Which is an interesting way. Be, interesting because, because, yeah, he won't be diving. He also won't have to make as many throws. That's true. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, no, Most definitely likely, not. Yeah. And then Kershaw's injury was big too. That that was that was big. Forearm inflammation. That yeah, that's kept him out a while. And then bust quickly before we go to break, Michael, your favorite player of all time, Lars Newbar, just got a really good card in MLB the show. Um <laughs> But for now we'll have to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you'll be back on in the on deck circle here after our break. KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, and KCOU.FM. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. 
Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, meth. Oh, meth. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCLU Sports, KCLU 88.1 FM. This is called 2112. Hello, and we're back in the On Deck Circle here on KCU 88.1 FM. I'm Adam Rosen, along with Michael Levitt. So we're back from break, and obviously we have more baseball to talk. Definitely. I mean, when when don't we have baseball to talk? What's baseball? I never heard of it. Uh, Okay. But now we're gonna we're gonna go into some we're gonna talk some more about now this month finally um, after the summer recap, few injuries we did miss. Glass now out for the um, Glass now surgery yeah. Uh, Tommy John he's gonna be out probably till twenty twenty three I assume. Yeah, possibly. That's yeah. insane to think about. Flaherty I think he's probably out for the rest of the season. Most likely. He yeah. Did, yeah, he was hurt, came back for one start, and then went back on the injured list. So it's. Been kind of tough for him in as far as health wise. Yeah. Um, Anthony Rendon is also done for the season. Right. And then um, Kenta Maeda just underwent Tommy John the other day. Right. I forgot about that too. Isn't as big of a name, but is still TJ Antoine like last week I think as well. But either way, unfortunate. Hopefully they can recover and be well soon. But on to so basically we're going to talk about some non-contenders. So like you're tight. I'm thinking non-contenders, but teams that are like getting there to be a contender so i'm not thinking about the orioles because yikes um but like the tigers they are a non-contender that have a lot to prove this month if they can play they don't have to be great this month but if they can be good they might be able to show to themselves show to the shortstop class of the this incredible shortstop class that they are they could be a team that's up and coming and one of those guys my thought would be correa because he's got aj it'd be aj hinch um I, I can mean, see that. What a great fit that would be. I mean, obviously they have a good room and Willie Castro is not, has not been having a good season. And then yeah, and then Correa is one of the best shortstops in baseball to me. When he, especially when he's healthy, he's he's got an insane arm defensively. He's a good, very good defender. He's a very good bat, and I think that would be a very good fit for a team like them who are really up and coming. They have Casey Mize, who's been fan, very good this year. Um, you assume Torkelson's going to come up probably next year. By next year, maybe he'll be in spring training. 
Um, See, I think it's not just for shortstops that they need to prove themselves. I think it's for all the free agents. Oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, that, I mean, that was just my thing. Because if you can get a great shortstop, I think that's a good thing to build around. Definitely, yeah. I mean, they have um, probably one of the most surprising players this year who's proven himself, Akil Badu. I don't think anyone thought he would do what he's been doing this season. Oh, yeah, no. What he's doing this season. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they also called up, uh, I believe they called up Derek Hill, who's one of their um, good prospects, and he's been playing center field. So, I mean, they have some pieces for who could help them in the future. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it would definitely help to have free agents come there knowing that the, the time when they're competing isn't that far off. Yeah, and... I mean, I'm trying to think of another team. That, I, I think the Royals could be another team. Yeah, I mean, they I had that, that really good April, and then they fell off. But they, they have, like, an insane pitching They They drafted, their rotation, drafted their, pitching prospects in, like, the and, first round, like, every year. And they developed recently. them. Or what, what I'm trying to think. They have an insane farm system in terms of their pitching. They have Bobby Witt, who's a ridiculous prospect. Nick Prado's been really good this yeah, year for Nikki, a first baseman. Yeah, Nicky Lopez has been very good. And then you have Salvador Perez, who... I will continue to say I was I'm I'm leaning towards I might be wrong calling him a little overrated but uh, he he's been ridiculous this year. I will fully admit that I'm probably wrong on that. And it's not just that. They he plays every single day whether he's catching or not. Yeah, which is incredible because he's a catcher and he had a lot of injury concerns a lot fast few years but he's been really good lately. I mean, 38 homers. I believe so. I, yeah. I, I don't know where he is in terms of record but he's probably close to the most homers by an AL catcher ever. In a single season, because catchers don't. I mean, if I had to look that up, uh, all-time leader in homers by a catcher in one season. Um, it well, that's Barry Bonds is not a catcher. Thank you, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but either way, I mean, it's just crazy what he's been doing. And again, I'm wrong. I'm also also wrong about Marcus Semyon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very, I accept your apology. Very wrong about Marcus Semyon. I, but, yeah, I mean, they've been great. I mean, he's been great. They are a team that I could see being good in the near future, I'd say. Definitely, yeah. I think the Marlins have a good amount to prove because they have a great rotation. Their pitching farm system. Their farm system is t- filled with pitching talent. Can't speak English today, I guess. Um, but no, they've been, they have a ton of talent. I cannot believe they got Jesus Lozardo for one year for Marte. I mean, that's a great trade. And Marte's been good in his own right. I mean, it's it's not like they gave up nothing. No, of course. But like getting a young star pro, no, not really prospect pitcher like that. I mean, wow. I believe the record for most single season record for most home runs by a catcher, I believe would be 45. Thank you. Johnny Bench in 1970. Right. So. He could do it. I mean, he'd have to have eight this month, which is doable. He had like five in one, five in days in a row with Homer. So, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, it could. It's it's possible. Yeah. Now, moving on, I think call ups that could have a good, Im- big impact on their team. I, I think one is definitely Caber Ruiz. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, as top prospect, he was actually just called up on Monday, um, and will most likely be Washington's starting catcher down the stretch. So, I mean, he's been he's been sort of ready to be a starting catcher at the major league level for about a year now, and the Dodgers just had no place for him. 
So they traded him to Washington, and Washington's now finally ready to get a look at him. So, I mean, he, it's definitely, definitely something that he could, he could uh, run with the chance if, if given the opportunity. And then I think another one would be Nate Pearson, um, who was really good out of the bullpen uh, last year for Toronto. And, I mean, they just called him up to be a reliever again. He's a former top 10 prospect. He's, he's definitely someone who has the talent if he can be there. I mean, he'll probably be a starting pitcher long term, but at least for this season, more of his value is as a reliever. Uh, yeah, and I think another guy who can make an impact is uh, some, some guy named Chris Davis with a K who just actually got called up. I never heard of him. He's, he got called up by the Athletics and I never heard of the guy. He's pretty decent. By the way, sadness about Chris, other Chris Davis retiring. Very sad. That is sad. Michael keeps mocking me about it, though, so I'm very offended right now. I'm not <laughs> mocking you. I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Then um, I'm trying to think who else is a very good impact guy who could um, – oh, Esteban Florio got called up by the Yankees again. Or it looks like he Although got – Although with their you know, outfield depth, I mean, who knows how much he's going to play. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I believe you said Nate Pearson. Yes. So that that's a good one. Justice Sheffield. That could be helpful. Yeah, he was just an injured yeah. list. Um, and so was um, I think there were another. Well, I guess not. Jose Urquidy's I guess relatively young too. Denelson Lemay, even though yeah. he's obviously been in the majors, those are just guys who and are he, getting recalled up to the majors. They are having or are from the activate activated not then major league prospects who could hopefully make their debut this month. I can't even think of any. I mean, it's, see, I can see maybe Hunter Green. I was hoping Adley Rushman, but I doubt it. I can see Hunter Green making his debut, probably as a reliever with Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fighting for the playoffs. They could probably use Anything. all the pitching they can get. I mean, he can throw 100 miles per hour. I, I'm just not sure if they would want to start his clock already. Yeah. Uh, the other one I would think of with Torkelson, but again, I doubt that. I doubt so, that, too. So that's really all I can think Maybe Bobby Witt? I was thinking maybe Shane Baz. Just right. because Tampa Bay just is with pitchers is they have, always they have so many pitchers, but at the same time they have so many that are hurt right now. So they have a pitching lab. They're just <laughs> a laboratory. Their minor league system, yes. Yes, they just no, not even that. Just the majors. They have a lab. They have like built a laboratory. They've got probably got like a secret underground laboratory facility under that dumpster of a stadium. Sorry, sorry, Tampa fans. Um, and they just. Like, just create super pitchers. I don't understand it. And Shane Baz wasn't even theirs to begin with. He, he was in the Chris Archer deal from Pittsburgh. Oof. What a, what a trade that was. Yeah, it didn't work out quite so well for it Pittsburgh. Not Baz has been good this out. year, though, at AAA. At eight, exactly. eight starts at AAA, has a 180 ERA. Yeah. And he, he could be, I mean, even as a reliever, he could come up and help them out in some sort of capacity if they need it. Sort of be what Nate Pearson is, basically. Yeah. I mean, mm. a similar thing. I mean, I could... I. I don't know how likely that is that that happens, but it, it's, at least in my thinking, it's probably within the realm of possibility. And speaking of the Rays, how about Wander Franco? Oh, yeah, he's been on fire. I mean, what is it, 32-game hit streak? No, hit streak. 32-game on-base streak, I should say. Yeah, I he's mean, wow. he's been ridiculous. He's He's been sort of... I guess sort of like um, a version of like Juan Soto when he was younger, basically. Yeah. And the fact that they both get on base, just with less power for Wander, I think. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's – and playing infield as opposed to outfield. It is pretty similar, I think. Yeah. But, 
for now we're going to take another break and you'll be right back in the on deck circle with kate with adam with me adam and michael Hi, I'm Theron Denson, the Black Diamond, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it, but he just throws it. Again! I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Wow. Kristen. Hmm? Kristen, what is this? Kristen, what is it? Just Shazam. Just Shazam it. I don't have. I don't have Shazam. Can you, can you do it? Just Shazam. I don't. I don't. I don't have Shazam. Can you? Can you no. just do it? No, you, you do it. Save yourself the Shazam. If you like a song, check out whatwasthat.kcou.fm. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perrone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and our website, kcu.fm on the blue box. This is a team that's called Fly By in the on-deck circle here with Michael Levitt and Adam Rosen. So, Adam, before we get into analyzing the playoff races, award races, and our new segment, the Series of the Week, um, why, don't we talk, why don't we talk a little bit about Boston's troubles recently? Yeah, they've had a COVID outbreak, just a giant COVID outbreak. And, I mean, what what is it now? Um, I believe eight players, two coaches. Bogart is done out. Um, Enrique Hernandez is the other big name. Yeah, I mean, I believe it's four relief pitchers and four infielders. It's bad. Oh, it is. Yeah. And that really hard. And it's for a team that's been slumping since the All Star break. This does not do anything but hurt their playoff chances. We just hope everyone there is obviously okay, but it's unfortunate for them. And just, I don't know what they're gonna do. I I have no idea how they're gonna get past that, get to the playoffs through that when they have. I mean, they don't have an easy hill to climb now. Oh, definitely not. And I mean, it's it's going to be steep. They they do actually hold the second wild card spot for right now, but they're only two games up on Oakland. Uh, Seattle's three and a half behind them, and so I mean, teams teams are close. It's just a matter of can they hold on to the lead. And then they're playing Tampa today at Tampa. Ooh, that's that's going to be tough. And yeah. I I mean. 
Yeah, they're they're they definitely have a tough climb. They're gonna have a mountain to climb to they're get. They're nine games back in the division. I, it's kind of doubtful that they make it win the division at this point, especially with yeah. both the Rays and Yankees ahead of them. Um, so I, they're mo- they're more likely just sort of fighting for a wild card spot, but they do. Yeah, I mean they they, they do. They're a little. If, if they yeah. can get go- those guys back in like soon, by like the middle of this month. I mean I, that that could be that could be soon enough, honestly. Besides, they've got a three decent. Though this weekend they're at Cleveland, home in Cleveland, home against Cleveland. And then they are against the Rays for the beginning of the week next week. Then they're at the White Sox for three, and the Mariners. Then they have the Orioles and Mets, and then it's the Yankees at the Orioles, and then I believe they end the season in DC. So, I guess those. Yeah, she got those, a few like, decent, those, easy matches. Those last couple matchups. series are both pretty Orioles and. Washington, you would think, would be a little easier than the others. Yeah, but and speaking, but in terms of playoff races, though, besides the AL wild card, I mean, the big, I think, the intriguing one is really the NL West to me. Oh, definitely. Just because, well, now the Dodgers are actually in first place there. Yeah. By maybe a game, half a game, because the half a game, yeah. Feels like the Brewers have just single-handedly messed up the entire NL West. Just by beating them, all three teams that are contending right now, <laughs> yeah, it feels like they're just throwing a wrench in there. But like, let's see, the Brewers are going to win the NL Central. Yeah, they're like, ten no, games up, no and doubt. The White Sox are the same with the AL Central. Yeah, they're going to. Those two are most likely. And then the Padres are. To go if the Padres want to make the playoffs, they've got to win. They've got to be a lot. They're going to have to take get to the wild card game. There's absolutely and, ho- and hope they can beat either San Francisco or the Dodgers. Exactly. I, I just don't see any chance for them to get that win that division. They they they'd have to have a miracle. Even a miracle would be hard at stretching it. Um I mean if they can get everyone back, I mean if they can like if Blake Snell can continue how good he's pitching, if um the hitting keeps up, I mean if, if they if they can play well, they I think they do have a chance. It's just when you have as many pitching issues as they have and have had this season, it's hard to compete and play at such a high level. Yeah. That that I mean, especially when you're in that tough of a division. I mean, it's it's easily the hardest division in the National League. Absolutely. You could argue, well, you might be able to, you, you might could. be able to argue it's tougher than the AL East, but although that's that would You be, could argue it. You could argue it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would be willing to hear an argument on it, but I mean, it's insane. I mean, if you look, the Padres are 15 games out, or what is it, 14 games out of first in their own division, so they're done. They're they're not getting the division. No chance. I mean, oh yeah. If they do, I will buy a Tatis jersey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But no, I mean. Fi- I think the Phillies could make a run. Maybe I mean, actually, I think they're only they're, two behind Atlanta. Or, I mean, I can see, I can see, or at that. least in terms of the wild card, they're two and a half back, and I believe they're of the wild card. I know they're losing right now. I believe they're only two back in the division too, so they could end up winning the division. Their main issue has been the bullpen, though, as it has been forever. It feels like, yeah, which is partly why they traded for Ian Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, well, now they're yeah, they're down by three. Um, speaking of the Athletics, too, the Athletics are up by five, and it looks like the Brewers and Giants are just getting warmed up. Why would you put a 
game in why would they play a game in San Francisco at three on a central? That's just weird. But anyways, yeah, I mean we I feel like we can get the division winners set pretty much. We got the White Sox, you got the Brewers. I mean, I think the Astros are gonna load in that division for sure. They're what what's crazy is that Tampa Bay actually has a bigger lead over the Yankees than Houston does over Oakland. Yeah. That's pretty crazy to me. But I think that's pretty much a lot for those two divisions, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as the two centrals are the centrals are locked pretty much. I mean, Tampa Bay is the next has the next biggest lead. It's seven games up over the Yankees. Yeah, and I think you can almost say that's probably a lock at the almost a lock. I'd say it's close. Yeah, it's getting there. And Houston is probably pretty pretty close over Oakland, but then NL East and NL West are close. I mean, Atlanta's only two up on Philadelphia. Dodgers and San Francisco keep going back and forth. I mean, that that's going to be the big one to watch. That's the and one. And not just because they're basically the two best teams in the National League. Yeah. And then, but besides that, I think you pretty much have your teams for the postseason. You know there's going to be at least two NL West teams. Yeah. Like, barring if, claps. If not three, if San, Fran- if San Diego makes it. Yes. But... Um, moving on to award races, though. So we talked about so earlier this year. I predicted uh, we did our award predictions. Um, I don't even want to talk about them. They're terrible, except for one. Um, actually, no. Did I predict Garrett Cole to win the AL, AL Cy Young? I don't even remember. All I know is I predicted Walker Bueller to win the NL Cy Young this year and last year and probably the year before because I refuse to stop doing it until he wins it. And I think he might win it this year, which makes me happy. So that's my prediction for him to win it. I'm just going to get right into it. My NL Cy Young winner is Walker Buehler, and that's never going to change. I don't care. <laughs> See, I actually have someone different for that. Uh, for Corbin Burns. I did put Corbin That's fair. I, I, that's respectable. But you're wrong, so it's okay. We're all wrong sometimes. <laughs> I mean. No, he's been ridiculous. Oh, he that's has, very fair. Yeah. I'm just being a troll. ERA, .94 whip, struck out 189 guys in 139 innings. I'm just trolling. And I. And you can argue Zach Wheeler has a has a better case than Bueller too. I I would I would be I don't think I will. I originally I would have said yes, but he's mm, his last few starts have been rough. That's his true. ERA yeah. is a whole one higher already. Is it fell a one higher already somehow? Um, I think for the NL AL Cy Young, I want to say Garrett Cole because he probably will win it, but I'm just gonna go with Robbie Ray because I think it's more fun to say Robbie Ray, and he has a legitimate shot at it. So. I went with Garrett Cole. That's I, fair. I, I mean, I he's, think, pro- he's probably going to win it. I just don't want to. I just, I just, I just want to pick Robbie Ray. Give him, he deserves it. Even if Garrett Cole will probably win it, who also deserves out, it. What stuck out to me about Cole's stats is that he has 215 strikeouts in about 150 innings. That's nuts. Oh, that is that. That's ridiculous. And last night he was, jeez, like yeah. 15 strikeouts in seven innings against and he's just been really oh that was actually going into yesterday so yeah that's even more now yeah but then al rookie there i chose luis garcia i mean he's been really good for the astros uh 323 area one one a one 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 whip and 150 strikeouts i mean he's been very good for them he's been one of the bright one of the better got player pitchers for them this year so see i went with um i went with a different garcia i went, oh. I went with our adolis uh, garcia another garcia from texas yeah, I went with Adolis Garcia, who's he's been pretty ridiculous as far as yeah. hit, hitting wise. I mean, he's 
He's good defensively too, which helps. But um, I mean, most of his value. All star. He, he his on base is about three hundred, and his batting average is about two fifty. So he could got, get on base a little more. But his slugging is right is re- pretty good for a rookie, I would say. Yeah, and I mean, all star. So. Oh yeah. What else can you say about them? And then I NL rookie of the year. I don't care if this is bias. It's prob it's a little biased. Mine is Patrick Wisdom. He's a had little biased. He, what? A little biased? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cry. Uh, almost a 900 OPS. And yes, yeah, I know Jonathan India has played more, but jo- Patrick Wisdom has more homers already, and he's he's homered in like just under 10 percent of his at bats. He's he needs two homers, and then he would become the all-time home run leader for by any rookie, any Cubs rookie, for most homers in a season for a rookie, for the Cubs. I don't know what I just said. Chris Bryant has the most homers by a Cubs rookie in 26. Patrick Wisdom needs two to break that, and half a season, like about half a season. That's insane. And yeah, I know he's. Other players have played played more. I'm going Patrick Wisdom. See, I'm going with someone else who actually this guy hasn't played in a while. So it's about a month, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's been. It's only been a month. It's yeah, not that so I mean, bad. he's played about half the season, about the same as Wisdom. He's probably been more ridiculous. That's fair. I, I can respect say. it because I know who you're talking about Trevor Rogers. That's is, fair. Yeah, I mean, I know he's been going through some stuff recently. He's actually been rehabbing, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he has 110 innings with a 245 ERA. I mean, that's a 113 whip, 129 strikeouts. I mean, he, for a rookie to be able to do that, I mean, is just oh, fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. W- wisdom is more... I think it's a little it's it's harder for pitchers to be that dominant right away. Oh, I agree. I a hundred percent agree with you because you only get a few times. Right. I, oh, I forgot. I thought he was hurt. I did not realize I somehow I missed it about Rogers. Hopefully everything is okay. And I did not know about yeah. his parents thing. Oof. That is that's unfortunate. That's really sad. I did not know about it that. It is, yeah. So hopefully he's doing well. Um but and then on to MVPs. I'm going to start with NL MVP. It's Bryce Harper. He's been insane. He has an on-base of 420, and that's not even including what he's gotten this game. I know he's gotten on-base a few times today. 10-14 OPS, again, not including today. I mean, wow. I, Everyone I, keeps calling him. For the past several years, he's been called overrated for some dumb reason. I don't know why, but he just continues to prove that he's paradoxically the most underrated player in baseball, probably. Yeah, because he's so overrated that he's actually underrated. Exactly. Yeah. I actually also went with Bryce Harper Good for man. MVP. Smart. I mean, it, it's it's kind of between him and Tatis. Yeah. It's not really between anyone else for NL MVP. Along with Muncy, maybe, but both of them have, both yeah. Tatis and Muncy have fallen. That's true. But. And Tatis like, has missed, missed some time this year. Um, had a couple injury scares, as we talked about earlier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Harper's really... You, you could, This is definitely his best season since... At least since MVP. 15. Right. So, but... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really... Sort of found his his. He's found it again. Oh yeah. But I think I don't know who you put for AL MVP, but I, I'm not I'm not even gonna give stats. I don't need to. Uh, my MVP for the American League is Shohei Otani. Good night, done. Good day, enjoy. That's it. I'm not even gonna argue it because I don't even care. It's that's just it. If he doesn't win MVP, I will be infuriated. See, I I also went with Shohei Otani. Good man. Although. Correct. I can see why you would argue Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I can, but I also can't at the same time in a way. Because yeah. I know he's been ridiculous, and that's not. And I don't want to take anything away from him. He has been pretty bad recently. Though. But uh, yeah, but like either way, I, I don't want to take anything away from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's been 
unbelievable. He's so fun to watch, especially because, you know, he's got the connection with his dad. He won the whole – no, he did not win the home run derby. He won Amer- All-Star MVP by hitting a ball into a wormhole in that game. Unfortunately, there were not that many homers in the game, actually, even in Colorado, which was a little disappointing. But, um, yeah, it's a fair pick if you yeah. wanted to choose him, but I just don't think you can have anyone – I just don't think anyone else has done what – obviously, no one has done what Otani has done. But Otani's every time you talk, and not, yes, because every time you talk about him, he's the only one who's done it since Babe Ruth because no one else has tried it. But no one else has tried it because it's so difficult, and he's done it and mastered it. Yeah, so he's he's, he's literally he's like it's like as if you had a very a top ten quarterback, I'd say, and the top ten linebacker, like that, like one. It's like if Patrick Mahomes played line was a top ten linebacker, probably. While also being a top ten quarterback, exactly. Yeah. Uh, even though Patrick Mahomes is like a top one quarterback, is definitely a top one quarterback. So yeah, if you you know y'all know what I meant, but yeah, no, I mean Otani, G, done easy, rookie, rookie, MVP. MVP. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Kidding, but anyways, on to our, our new segment, the series of the week. Yeah, so that's sort of the the most important game from this upcoming week, sure. which. I think we both sort of decided is Dodgers-Giants. I, I, I think we can agree on that. Absolutely. That That's, that, I mean, two best teams in the National League fighting for a division yeah. title. I mean, it, it doesn't get more exciting than that. Uh-huh. Especially as they just switched. The Dodgers just took first place for the first time since April, I believe, actually. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be such a fun series to watch. Oh, it is. I'd say the Padres-Astros uh, are going to be fun, but they also have Jake Arrieta pitching tomorrow for the Padres, so that's going to be batting practice for Houston. No offense, Jake. Thanks for 2015, but you're batting practice now. Unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, no, that's definitely... Uh, Giants-Dodgers is an unbelievable series. I'm I'm definitely going to try and tune in to as many of those as I can, even though there's oh, going to yeah. be college football at the same time. Yeah. So. And, I mean, Giants do have, I mean... Um, Johnny Cueto's hurt for the time being, and Alex Wood, who are... Alex Wood was actually has been a solid contributor for them. Cueto's been good, if not... As good, if not a little worse, than uh, Alex Wood for the season. Yeah. And, and, I mean, they're both um, injured for the time being, so they don't really... They're down a couple rotation spots. Um, Logan Webb's being ridiculous for them. He's uh, actually pitching today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have I him. They so. have um, Kevin Gausman and uh, Anthony Descalfani as their other three. And w- once they get both Wood and Cueto back, I mean, I think that's that's really going to be when they when they can start putting. Not that they haven't been putting things together, but just take it to a whole new level because you get a good starter going out there every fifth day. With that, we will sign off for the day, and you guys can tune in the same time next week, 2 p.m. Thursday, for more on Deck Circle. And thank you guys for joining us. I'm Adam Rosen, alongside.